It's Wave 105, and I'm delighted to say that on the show now I have Ollie Alexander, years and years, who is very busy because the new single Sweet Talker is out now with Galantis. The new album, Night Call, is coming on the 7th of January, and years and years will be taking over the BBC One schedule on New Year's Eve. So uh, you are a busy man, Ollie Alexander. <laughs> I am, I am. Hello, and thanks for having me. Oh, um, you gave me a great introduction then. Yeah, well, you've got a lot of stuff coming up. First of all, let's talk about the New Year's Eve project um, because you're going to be working here. I don't know how much you can tell me, but I know there's lots of surprises. You're going to be working with some people that you've already worked with and, and huge admirers of. You must be very excited about it. Yes, I'm so, so excited. I can't quite believe the BBC are letting me take over the New Year's Eve show on BBC One. It's going to be so good. And I'm having Kylie join me and the Pet Shop Boys. Yes. So I'm going to do some very special collabs with them and uh, my own songs and some covers. And it's going to be a really, really good show. I mean, what is it like when you actually get to work with people that you've been a huge fan of yourself? Uh, it must be such a buzz. It is. It's so stressful. Sometimes I, I have to sort of like not think about it too much in the moment because I get really like overexcited or just I'll just have these sort of like brief flashes where I'm like oh my gosh I can't believe this is happening like this is real feels very much like a dream <laughs> um but it's just awesome and and that's so I mean Kylie and the Pet Shop Boys and to be honest like all the people that I've worked with they're such legends they're such just really genuine wonderful people too so it's really it's like um it's so good to to see that as well like because you you know you don't know what these people are like until you meet them um but of course they've just been incredible to work with oh fantastic well in recent years there's never been that much for me anyway to get excited about watching on the telly on new year's eve but i am looking forward to this one and i don't mind if i stay yes. in <laughs> yes yes tune in it's gonna be great <laughs> now just looking at you and your career um because i didn't know this until i read this is this true did you write your first song on what was it your father's casio keyboard when you were age 10 <laughs> <laughs> that's true that is true that's true can you remember can what say? the song was <laughs> i can yeah um it was called i think it was called why can't we be perfect <laughs> right that sounds quite deep for a 10 year old Oh, very deep. Do you know what? I saw um, some like sort of song lyrics and poetry that I'd written at 11 years old. Mm. And it was quite, <laughs> I, I was a very emo child, I think. Um, it was very intense, but uh, <laughs> I was starting all my, uh, my themes early. No, well, you did well. I mean, I had a Casio keyboard, but I think uh, I... I got halfway through the EastEnders theme tune and, and that was pretty much all I could manage, to be honest. I should have stuck with it, really. Um, now, you started with performing arts and then you fell into the world of acting, but apparently you, you always wanted to be a musician. Is that right? Yeah, I always wanted to be a singer or a musician. I, at one point I thought, oh, maybe I'll be a pianist, but I just really loved playing songs and writing songs. Hmm. Um well, let's talk about the acting now then. It's a Sin, such a huge success for Channel 4. And you were playing a role of someone who was growing up during the AIDS crisis unfolding in the 1980s. First of all, how did you feel when you got approached to play this role? Before even reading the script, I was so excited because I love Russell T. Davis, who mm. created the show. And reading the, reading the story and, and, and Richie... The character is so rare that you see queer characters, LGBT characters that are so complicated and fleshed out. And it was such a brilliant, brilliant role. And I knew 
even though I hadn't acted for five years or however long, I knew that, I, you know, you could wait your whole career for a role this good and a project this good. So I really was like, oh my gosh, it would be, this is the most incredible, incredible opportunity. But at the same time, I was like, this is quite, yeah, I was terrified. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> It was a lot, but um, such an amazing challenge to have, you know, like I was, oh, I felt it was, it was, it was, it was challenging, but such a good, good challenge, you know. Now, in case there's anyone listening who hasn't yet seen this, I can't believe that, to be honest with you. You played Richie Tozer now. Uh, Richie was a young gay man, actually based from the Isle of Wight, who went to London in the early 80s. I have to say that resonated so much with me because I was a gay teenager growing up on the Isle of Wight, went through all no, that anxiety. That yeah, it was, it was so surreal watching that. So I could totally relate to so many parts of that drama. And you've actually been quite candid and talked about anxiety when you were also growing up as a young gay man, too. Yeah, my um, uh, my time at secondary school and and sort of before that really, I was picked on and bullied at school and and I had kind of like my, my parents were separating and there was a lot going on and and I was trying to come to terms with my sexuality but didn't really know how and that kind of sort of all ended up in a, I had a lot of mental health issues and I was self harming I had an eating disorder and you know had later on you know a doctor told me I had anxiety or depression and I started taking medication and so I've I've really yeah I feel like my for want of a better phrase my mental health journey has been um it, I mean it well it's been a journey but I'm in yeah. such a better place now and um I just you know I think mental health is spoken about so much more now but there is really it's still very difficult for people to to really uh, access the support they they need when they need it, or or even have the conversation still because there is such a stigma. So I think anytime I can kind of shed some light or or help in some way, I'm I'm really happy to to do to do that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when I look back when I was growing up in the eighties and look at how things are now, I mean, they have got so much better. But you're right; it's still easy to feel isolated and alone. And you've been such an advocate for LGBT rights and um, just out there speaking out. And you must have had a lot of contact after the documentary you made, talking about it as well. Oh yeah, I still get people messaging me who've watched the documentary I made, Growing Up Gay, on mm. on the BBC, and um. It's. I'm always really taken aback by how, um, yeah, when you speak on these issues, like how it really resonates with people. Because I think, yeah, so so many of us, especially in the community, like we 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 can really relate to each other's stories, and there's a real need uh, for them to 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 be discussed and um, brought out into the open. I think, um, and for people to share what they're going through and I'm I'm always taken aback when it happens because I'm like oh my gosh oh yeah like but, but, but that's what you know we're human beings aren't we so yeah. I guess it's not a surprise now with It's a Sin it's one of Channel 4's most binge watched shows winner of the NTA for best new drama and that is just yeah. that's such a reaction isn't it it's incredible I can't believe it we I uh and and Russell talks about this but we we knew it was we when we were all making it we we loved it so much we knew we was we felt so protective over the show and, and loved it but you really don't have any idea how it's going to be received and it's a you know a drama about aids it's not just about a drama about aids but that was quite you know that was yeah. sort of we were worried it would just scare people and we didn't know and after another pandemic with coronavirus like how people you know no, maybe no one would want to watch it but it just so happened that it was the right time and i think and and it, and it had a huge reaction so 
um, yeah, I'm just so proud to have been involved. Now, from that, you performed with Elton John at the Brits and you did It's a Sin, one of my favourite songs of all time, by the way. I loved your version of it. So that must have been great to do. Oh, my God. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, what a legend. El- actual Elton John and being able to work with him was, just, I mean, just so cool. Like, he's, yeah. I mean, I've grown up, obviously, like, listening to him and he's been a legend for so many decades and it, um, and he's so passionate about music still and he loves to work with artists and newer artists and he's so good at that and yeah. Uh, yeah very cool very 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 cool do you know I just found an interesting fact you may already know this do you know who was number one when you were born on the 15th of July 1990 oh my god no who was it <laughs> it was Elton John with Sacrifice was it really yes <gasps> <gasps> What song? Uh, sacrifice. Oh, sacrifice. Yeah. Oh. So, what are oh. the chances of that? Thirty odd years on, there you are performing at the Brits with the man who was number oh. one. With you. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, that is amazing. I didn't know if you'd know that already. There you are. Um, I didn't. So, I love that. Well, listen. Let's talk about this new album then, uh, which is Night Call. It comes out January seventh. You've got a tour coming on. I'll give out some of the dates down here in the south of that in a sec. But tell me more about this album then, Night Call. Yeah, so Night Call, it, um, it came from, basically, from the pan- in the middle of the pandemic, I scrapped a lot of songs that I've been working on and um, started again, and that's how I made Night Call, and it really is, I hope people get this from it, it's a real celebration, and all the songs are pretty up-tempo, you can dance to them, they feel good, um, a lot of them, I took a lot of inspiration from the 80s, really, and disco and then dance music that came after disco and a lot of that music I've loved for a long time but um I like really rediscovered my love of it in lockdown especially because I like felt like it was just so far from what I could be doing at home in my flat so I was like oh I'll make an album out of it instead (laughs) so um yeah and I yeah a lot of the songs are about kind of intimacy and you know um I guess a lot of my songs are about intimacy really but I'm so so excited for it to come out. It's 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 just such a, such a good feeling because you just never know if something you so hard to finish things. I was like, oh my god, is this ever gonna ever gonna come out? But yeah. it's coming out finally. And the tour dates down here, we've got Brighton, which is in May, also Ooh. Bournemouth and London, closest Ooh. to us. You must be so excited to get out there again Ooh. on stage. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. It's just gonna be so so fun, and the show's gonna be. I can't wait to get into it, but it's, it's going to be amazing. And, um, yeah, I just I can't wait. And the new song, Sweet Talker with Galantis, uh, which is out at the moment. Tell me a little bit more about this song specifically. Yeah, well, Sweet Talker, I um, I think a lot of people have experienced this maybe, where some you, you meet someone and they, they talk a good game, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, sort of end up not really coming through mm-hmm. with the... Uh, something i can relate to <laughs> and, that um, yeah and you know what i've been a sweet talker i'm sure in my past and um but i i wrote that song yeah about a sort of previous relationship and you know like but how you can sort of almost enjoy it as well sometimes like you want you know it's kind of a lie but you you for a moment you kind of just want to be there with the fantasy so that's what the song's about all right we're going to hear that in a second just quickly, Christmas is coming. What's your Christmas Day routine, Ollie? Oh, wake up, start drinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a Bucks fizz. It's like the only day of the year I drink in the morning. So, <laughs> and uh, have uh, food. My mum and my brother uh, open presents and and 
and then eat more food really that's that's kind of it it's, very, it's quite chilled all right and the last question is what's your favorite christmas song i know it's a tricky one to stick at the end but is there one for you which is always your all-time fave oh, well i've got to i do love mariah so i do love what of christmas is you but i also love underneath the tree kelly clarkson so yes. one of those two Oh, fantastic. <laughs> All right, listen, Ollie Alexander, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Look forward to seeing the New Year's Eve show and I will be there seeing you performing uh, the Night Call yes. Tour for next year. I can't wait. Ollie, thank you so much and Merry Christmas. Thank you so much, Stuart. Merry Christmas.